<laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. Woo! How we doing, guys? How we doing, fellas? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. Technical hitch. You're back in the room. Great. I still doing great after Tuesday, uh, after uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Me and Rich actually, funnily enough, uh, going all the way through holding the fort for UK Cowboys. Um, always interesting conversations to be had at like half past four on a Tuesday morning. Sleep depth kicking right in. Um, oh, um, but just so you know, Rich, we can't hear you. Your mic's not working. And joining us on the show is, of course, MVP for the UK Cowboys huh. from Dallas Cowboys Media. It is, of course, the great Rob Phillips. How are we doing, sir? Uh, MVP is strong, but I appreciate it, Mike. Good to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, good to see you again. It's been a while. I think the last time we spoke to you was the draft. Has it been that long? My gosh. It's been that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost forgetting what you then. look like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots happened since then, but all of a sudden this this season is just flying by, and before you know it, um, we're a quarter of the way through this thing after Sunday. Huh? <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. And uh, what is really nice is uh, for us in the UK, it's finally a decent kickoff. Like literally from preseason all the way up till uh, week four is taken before we finally get a six p.m. kickoff here in the UK. So just real quick, so the Monday night game with yeah. the Eagles, that game wraps up for y'all at like four in the morning or something? Is yes. Right? Yeah, 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 that's about right. God bless you guys. Seriously, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Not with it's a baby right. at home, I couldn't do it. We have the warming glow of your voice and everybody else over in Dallas <laughs> Media to keep us going. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are too kind. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, well, anyway, you're too kind uh, for giving us your time. We know that you're busy and you've only got a limited time with us today. Um, so what we'll do is we'll crack on, first of all, with the news and updates, because there's going to be a few questions on this one. Because um, obviously we've already found out Kelvin Joseph and Sean McEwen, although they, are, they were put on the start of the season IR, they were eligible to come back, but Mike McCarthy has ruled them out. Um, so questions we've got for you in terms of players coming back. Bradley and I, Keanu Neal, both on the COVID list. Um, is there any news on their set to return? Are they going to be available for this game, Rob? Not sure. Um, based on past history, unfortunately, the Cowboys have had several guys on the list so far this season. It's, you know, usually guys miss a minimum of one game. I think there's a chance uh, they could come back. They have not been ruled out. Um, but with the protocol in place, there hasn't been any indication that either guy is super close to returning. Um, but that can, that can change by the weekend. We're mm -hmm. running out of days here. So I think they're preparing for at least possibly Keanu Neal not to be there on Sunday and, and then look forward to next week, but we'll see what happens there. Okay. Do we know, the, the, do we know what the, um, vaccination status of an is? Cause I know Neil's, um, unvaccinated so he is i think he's 14 days that he's going to set out before he can do the tests right but, um, you know it, it's not disclosed um you can kind of get hints based on the protocol there um so i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure but i but uh 
you know, it's it's one of those tricky deals. It comes down to those two negative tests 24 hours apart. And then you've got to be symptom free, too, on top of that. So that's a whole nother layer. And that's got to go for 48 hours. So until that happens, um, we won't see either guy back. And obviously, they've got to feel fit to want to play as well. Yeah, that's the other part of it, too. I mean, it's a brand new virus. It's not a cold. And so you want to be careful with guys coming back, make sure their fitness is okay. That was something they did. I know, you know, when Connor Williams came back, it was like, we're going to put you on the side and let you, you know, get some conditioning and see how you're feeling. Um, so that's yeah. another layer to it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the other guys then that are questionable uh, that we wanted to ask you specifically about uh, Carlos Watkins. Uh, obviously there's the knee Donovan Wilson with a groin. That sounds like he could return by, what we're getting over here, uh, Ty, obviously, Ty Nsecki and Dorrance Armstrong with the ankle, which I've got questions about. That They're saying it's an ankle sprain, but they didn't put him to IR. So does that mean he's less than three weeks, which would mean he's fairly fit to play soon? Yeah, that's a – you know, I was just talking to Mickey Spagnuolo about that today. I was like, is he, is he on IR? Because this list is starting to grow. Guys getting yeah. banged up. That tells me that there's some optimism he could get back. Mm-hmm you know, possibly before the buy, if, if not, then right after. So if there's hope, then, then, then they go ahead and don't do that. Same with um, Carlos Watkins. And he was out there during the early portion of practice today, brace on okay. his knee and doing some nice work with Britt Brown, the director of rehabil- rehabilitation. So uh, he's making progress. You can tell, not yeah. sure about either guy coming back in the next week or two. We'll see. Um, but you know, with Dorrance, it's that high ankle sprain. That's a, that's a tricky deal. Um, mm. Sometimes it can be a couple weeks. Sometimes it could be longer. Um, so we'll see there. And Ty Niseki's back uh, with the team, but they're just being real careful with him. Um, you know, Niseki had the that heat-related illness. Heat stroke, yeah. Heat stroke, yeah. And, and that's uh, something they don't want to mess around with, make sure he's conditioning everything is back there. So uh, nobody in that group is back to practice just yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, because we got the practice report yesterday. But, I mean, uh, I take – usually when they play Monday night football, Wednesday practice <laughs> reports with a pinch of salt. <laughs> yeah. Walk through. So they just kind of give us an estimation. I didn't see Donovan Wilson out there either. Although I think he's making progress as well with his rehab. Uh, if mm-hmm. it's not this week, I think just a guess that maybe the week after he might have a shot. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, and just to flip it onto the Panthers side, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's been moved to IR. Um, JC Horn's got the foot injury and obviously they brought in CJ Henderson. Um, for you, I mean, I, I don't know what you think, but when we heard the news in our little group chat that we have between us, as soon as we see McCaffrey went down, we all went, obviously you don't want to see a player injured, but in terms of what that means for the Cowboys, we're all like, Ooh. that's a big one. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see what they're going to try to do to replace him because he's such a, He's such a huge part of their offense. I mean, you talk about losing your leading rusher, but he's also one of the top receivers too. Yeah. Um, So, you know, Chuba Hubbard is, is their backup. He's a rookie. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot down here in Texas. We've seen him a lot in college. Just Oklahoma Oklahoma state. State. Yeah. Very talented young player, but I don't think they're going to put everything on him. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they've got a receiving core that they like several guys that they get involved there. They like their tight ends, even though Dan Arnold was part of that trade for CJ Henderson that you mentioned um, they've got a trembles, a guy that they, that they are counting on. So, um, they've got different ways to spread it around, but that's a huge part of their offense. There's no doubt yeah. about it. And, and, you know, McCaffrey can really stretch your defense. 
and especially if you're talking about potentially not having Count O'Neill in this game, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I can stretch your linebackers out. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do. And it's not just directly what McCaffrey does either. Because if you know, I don't know if you watched the Panthers game. I went back to watch it earlier on today. Um, and you could see immediately, as soon as McCaffrey went out, the play action and the RPOs literally came off the table for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Now, I did, yeah, because early in the game, I think Darnold's touchdown early was one of those plays down in the red zone, kind of like yeah. they do with Dak. Um, mm. So, yeah, that it's a different kind of threat, there's no doubt. But I, I thought Hubbard ran well in the second yeah. half. I mean, he did have three catches out of the backfield too. Um, this It's interesting. We talked to Dak just a few minutes ago out here, and he talked about this is a confident team. You know, it's funny. We're getting <laughs> questions from fans talking about, is this a trap game for the Cowboys? And Carolina's undefeated. You know, they may not yep. have played teams as good as the Cowboys have had, but mm-hmm. if you're undefeated um, and you've got some, especially with their defense, they're going to come down here with a lot of confidence and the Cowboys have to be able to match that. And that's one reason why I think Mike McCarthy made a point of talking to his team. And he's got a lot of young guys on his team about let's handle success. Let's let's, you know, we won this game is a big game. It was Monday night. Everybody's excited, um, but we've got a test coming in uh, Sunday at noon and it's a quick turnaround. You know, Carolina's yeah. got 10 yeah. days to get ready and Cowboys not only have a short week, but it's a, it, that, that Monday comes on or Tuesday comes on them really fast. So Carolina has an edge in terms of preparation in this game. And one thing I wanted to know as well, that I'm not sure if you guys have mentioned it over in Dallas, uh, but it was really good to see. And I think it made a difference. AT&T, packed house, fans back in the building. It was it was really cool to see. Um, yeah. You know, it, it just it just didn't feel right last year. We were at the games. Mm. Um, but when there's only when that place can hold over a hundred thousand people, if you really want to stretch it, uh, ninety plus usually, and there's yeah. only twenty or thirty thousand in there, it just you guys know. I mean, uh, it, yeah. it's just for for any sport up in the UK, it just it just no, nothing seemed right last year. And <laughs> I do think it's a home field advantage. And, and Micah Parsons told us, you know, with those white towels waving, it kind of felt like Happy Valley of Penn State. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, yeah. And it really did have that feel to it. So I, I, yeah. it is an advantage. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I wanted to know then quickly before we move to the offense and then obviously Rob, because you, you told us that, you know, you've got some network stuff to do. So whenever you're ready, just, just tell me, cause otherwise I'm going to keep babbling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> no, that sign is, it could, it could be any number or whatever digits of fingers you want to use. That's up to you, <laughs> mate. <laughs> but uh, the only thing I wanted to, uh, to know before we move to the offense was a cherry on the cake was uh, we beat the Chargers, obviously, the week before. Chargers went on last week to beat the Chiefs. Hmm. Yes, they did. So I just thought the best team in the league? Is that what you're they, telling me? I'm <laughs> saying that they are going to the Super Bowl, yeah, based on uh, – <laughs> that's how you work these things out, isn't it? Who beat who? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, that, th- I think right it then. does – I'm sorry. I think it does tell you, you know, to me, I think the Cowboys, you look at their schedule – and if their mm. offense can stay marginally healthy, that was not the yeah. case last year. But there's only a handful of teams that you look at and say, Cowboys can't outscore this team. I don't know if there's any team, honestly, uh, mm. because the Chargers are in that group. The Chiefs are in that group. There's a lot of teams in the NFC in that group because there's a lot of great quarterbacks. Dak, to me, is in that category. I don't. Yeah. He's had his detractors oh, yeah, over the yeah. years. There were questions about him coming back from this injury. But you talk to guys on the team – 
who have played with him for years, this is the best he's he's played. And it's not just the way he's throwing or whatever. It's things at the line of scrimmage, um, making adjustments, getting into the right play. Mm-hmm. He's in a zone right now. And when you have that, um, you can put – it's just – it's a passing league. So you put – him in this offense up against anybody in right now, and I think you feel good about your chances. Well, I, I'll put it to you this way, right, Rob? Dak is that good that Zeke can go in the slot and uh, Dak can go to hand the ball off to Zeke and not be there, and the linebackers will still bite thinking he's handing the ball off to Zeke. <laughs> it's that good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Did you not see that? Did you know this? Go back, which, go which back and watch it. I, I, the Eagles game, you know the broken play in the red zone where yes. Dak goes to turn around and Zeke's hanging in the slot because he yes. didn't move back. The linebackers yeah. all come in to defend against the run. There's no running back back there. <laughs> you got to respect it. You gotta, that's how good, there, that's you how good Dak is. That's how good <laughs> Dak is. He doesn't need a running back to uh, make the linebackers bite on a play-action pass. Man, that's a special quarterback. Yeah, the only thing we're not going to be able to use again is the old Bob Ross call because everybody will be able to figure out what that is. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we did. We did post a picture up. Uh, go back and check our Bob Ross picture, Rob. I know you'll appreciate. You'll enjoy that, mate. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good face swap. Um, <laughs> but it's funny you was talking about Dak. One of the things we was talking about, um, like again during the game. Uh, was uh, his calm and his poise, especially on third down, just seems to be right now, it's not just his, his pre-snap uh, reads, his adjustments, he's playing out of structure as well. It just seems to be just his general uh, attitude to everything. That third down and you're thinking, oh God, this is a third and five. Anything can go wrong here. And he's just walking into it. Could just You can see it in his face, just like, just calm on the water. Um, do you think that's down to him having spent a year out uh, and getting things adjusted and looking at things from a different angle? Or do you just think that this is it? He's just going for it all I out. Think, um, I think it's cumulative. I think it's the, the product of 100 snap or starts, whatever he's had in his career. Yeah. Um, the, you know, Jerry talked about you know, his first two years, how valuable it was to be a starter right off the bat mm-hmm. and get tested and see things. And, you know, Tony Romo had to sit a while before he got to do all that. Yeah. And by the time Tony was several years into his career, you felt like, okay, he's seen everything that a defense can throw at me. And I think mm-hmm. Dak's already at that point in his career and he's 27, 28 years old. So uh, I think there's that um, because, you know, I think one people, people that had maybe questions about him coming off the injury might be how quickly does he process things? Because there is some rust factor. We're not seeing it. Um, and you're right. <laughs> he, he's going through. No, I mean, not at all. We're seeing him go through his progression so fast. And I think the mm. first thing you noticed was in that Tampa Bay game, the blitz that they tried to put at him, third downs, like you said, and he's able to just get through those progressions so quickly and know where his hots are and get to guys. That's just experience, you know, and trust with guys that he's played with for a while. Yeah. And um, he's going to be tested again Sunday because Carolina oh, yeah. likes to do that as well. So I'm really, I'm really fascinated to see how Dallas plays against this Carolina defense. Best defense yeah. in the league so far. Fourteen sacks leads the league. It's that slanting defensive line, uh, which, funnily enough, here we go. We got a question that comes in for you, Rob. Um, it's all about the leash of Connor Williams and Tyler Biadish. Um, so, funnily enough, one of the notes I made was about Biadish. Right now, seems to be 
a question mark. I'd rather wait for a full season, but at this stage, is the Biarish a concern? Uh, and also tied into um, Mark, who sent in the question about how long the leash is for Connor Williams. Yeah, I think I think with Connor, it's those penalties, and I'm not sure. Yes, you know, you some of that stuff. It's it's hard to know because you know you can call holding on a lot of different plays if you want to. I, if you want. to me, I think he's their left guard, um, unless. You know, unless they get more comfortable at the center position with him snapping the ball, but obviously that was an issue in preseason. I think yeah. with Biotish, it it's hard to judge because of the quality of guys he was mm-hmm. up against. It's two of the best guys in the league in the first three weeks. That being said, there are more challenges to come. There's more challenges Sunday. So um, they have gotten uh, Connor McGovern some some snaps in the past. Obviously, Connor Williams. I think it's something that you kind of just go through and see how it, how it progresses. I think the mental part of it pre-snap, I think he's fine with that. It's just, it's the strength part. And that was an issue for Connor, especially early in his career. And Tyler's a second year guy. And sometimes it just takes a couple of years to build that up. Um, but, you know, we've seen it. You're right. You know, in, in certain situations against power rushes, it's been a problem. Yeah. Um, and I want to make a bet with you as well, right? That let's make a bet. How much would you bet that Conor McGovern takes a handoff at fullback for a touchdown? How many dollars? Um, like Refrigerator Perry style in 1984? Like that style. Like that <laughs> God, style. I would, I would love to see that. And Wouldn't that be awesome? We, kind of, there's been some jokes to Kellen. Like, you going to let, you know, let him catch a pass? And, you know, he's like, that's scheme. I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. Hey, we're going <laughs> With Kellen Moore, you never know. With that, Boise, yeah. he's got he's got some Boise style things coming out right now, so I wouldn't discount anything to be honest. With you. Well, let's let's continue with that then. How it much improved, and how much are you enjoying? Because we certainly are on Kellen Moore's play calling. He seems to have taken the offensive coordinator to another level. You know, you're looking at um, you know split tight ends. You know, and he's throwing a screen pass from there. And it's really advanced stuff. Yeah. But when you watched it, you're thinking, wow, he's cranked it up a notch. And even the red zone, the red zone uh, is starting to come on a lot better as well. I know you can argue about that, um, the sort of the, the CD Lamb handoff in the last game. I did have a bit of an issue with that. Um, but overall, Callum Moore's play calling lately has just it's gone up a level. And the players are buying into it. For sure. And there's obviously things you can nitpick, like you said, like, you can nitpick throwing the ball from just outside your own end zone and back gets sacked and, and loses yeah. it, you know, and that, and that's been, you know, if you want to nitpick what Kellen's done as an OC, it's, you know, sometimes he's, it's, you can argue pass happy at times. I, that, mm-hmm. I think the thing that impresses me most about him right now, and it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily the trick stuff or the, or the, or the funky formations. It's the fact that they've been super balanced based on matchups yeah. that they're not, they're, they're not banging their head against the wall trying to run because Zeke's making however many million dollars a year um, <laughs> or they're trying to, because Dak's off to a good start and we've got great receivers. We're trying to force speed things. They're not doing that. And it's just simple because when you're this talented and one thing I will say about the offensive line, they're young in spots, but they've been able to, to line up and run the ball and run the ball mm. in the end zone and down in those red zone situations, especially last week against a pretty good front. So they're just good all over uh, when they're relatively healthy and you can play any style of game you want to. It can be a bar fight. It can be a you know boxing match, whatever you want to call it. And 
that makes Kellen's job a lot easy, but there's also value in the OC saying we're going to be patient based on this look. And that comes, mm-hmm. I guess, with experience. And that's, that's something he's doing really well right now as a play caller. And it also seems to be that it's an ideal time for Callan because certain players seem to be coming up just at the right time as well. That if I was to tell you, do you know, since 2019, the beginning of 2019, which tight end has the most yak yards? Would it be one Dalton Schultz? Is that it possible? is? Is it really? It is. Wow. He has the most yards after catch since 2019. And he's also been a he's becoming a key third down guy for Dak too. Yeah. I think he's yeah. tied for the second most third down uh, conversions so far through three games in the league. Nice. Uh, but that's interesting about the yak stuff. And he was actually asked just downstairs a minute ago, you know, do you compare yourself to some of the top guys in the league? Kelsey Waller. Um, who Go Jack wet. Uh, Kittle, you know, he said, no, I mean, I, I'm not, if I'm, I, I need to retire. If I feel like I've reached that level, I always want to, be chasing <laughs> I think he's got, you know, he's got a nice positive chip on his shoulder trying to be, you know, as a fourth round pick who had to sit a couple years coming in doing what he's doing. Um, and I'm really sorry. I got to jump guys, but he's, he's, yep. you know, I think he's, he's really settling into his role. I think things are slowing down for him. And it just makes his offense that much more dangerous. And then we're not even mm. talking about Blake Jarwin, who can still stretch the field for you, um, whether they go 12 personnel or whether he's coming in for, for Dalton on certain snaps. Yeah, yeah. I, and here you go. I mean, uh, one of the questions, and we'll let you go, mate. DJ Jog is saying, any doubt Schultz is our best tight end then? Um, I think he's become the most complete tight end at this point. I think definitely you, you watch him in the run blocking and what he's doing in the run game. I think, you know, I think Blake has improved in that, that area as well. Um, but I think, I think Schultz right now is playing at a potential pro bowl level. And I know it's really mm-hmm. early, but no, no, but, agree. And, and I think the snaps reflect that, you know, he's, it's been fairly split so far and they do complement <laughs> each other well, but there's a reason he's been on the field a little bit more than Blake has. Um, yeah, PFF have having rated as the second tight end in the league at the moment. Is that right? It's impressive, Lauren. Really impressive. Yep. And you know, and I think it's one thing. You know, when he came out of Stanford, that was kind of the book on him that he could do a little bit of everything, and maybe blocking mm. was even more of a strength than the yep. pass catching part. But That's it's right. a credit to him. He's worked really hard uh, to get to this level, and and you can tell Dak trusts him. Yeah, and that's the big thing is the getting the trust. But before you go then, because um, like you say, uh, you've got to shoot and go do your, your networking stuff, mate. Uh, give us – I know you're not a big fan of it, and I'll talk to you offline as well about the Aggie stuff. What's your final score for this game? Oh, I, I've i never not been a fan. I got called out on Twitter about it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll start doing the score. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's because on Talking Cowboys, Kyle doesn't ever ask us to give a score. Um, I will go, I think this is going to be a really competitive game and mm-hmm. I'm still kind of taking a look at Carolina's defense and, and they really, they give you some funky looks too. I'm, I, it's oh, yeah. be a, a fun chess match there. Um, but I'm still on this, on this train of, I, you know, can you match what the Cowboys can do offensively? Can you get to mm-hmm. 30 points? And Carolina may very well be able to do that, but I'm taking Dak in this situation, you know, as, as an experienced, the more experienced quarterback uh, with some great weapons. So I'll go Cowboys. I'll go Cowboys 31, Carolina 24. 
Oh, all right. Well, the Cowboys are um, touted by the bet line. They are a four and a half point favorite. So the first time this season we're the favorite. There we go. Yay. 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 All, it ta- all it takes is a few wins, doesn't it? You know, for people to realize the Cowboys can play football. Yes. And as Dak said, you guys are too hard on us when we lose. And, you know, when we win, probably it's, you guys make it better than it is. So they've got to <laughs> kind of manage that a little bit. Um, but if they're favored, then, hey, they're at home. They're two and one. They've, they've played really well against probably some better teams. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like you say, um, I'll let you go, mate. And um, no doubt I'll speak to you about the Aggies beating Mississippi State this weekend as well, mate. So I'll. I don't know. I don't know. But you won't, is, you won't you know... be talking about the Arkansas game last weekend. Then. No, <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about that. It sucks. Yes, sir. <laughs> it sucks when you lose your freshman quarterback who's, you mm. know, they, yeah. they had a lot of high hopes for him and maybe he'll come back. Um, I think he's set to come. We'll yeah. Uh, they, I read they'll just redshirt him for the year now. I think he already redshirted. I got to double did check he? that. Um, oh no, yes, he, I think he did. He did. He did last he did, year. You're right. Last year, so yeah, yeah, it sucks, man. But hey, yeah, let's try to go get a win. We'll see. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> the right color team, the blue colored team, not the uh, not the maroon, mate. Yeah, yeah, th- that's more fun to talk about the blue team. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, we'll let you shoot. And uh, thank you for joining us, Rob. And we'll just crack on you. And um, I'll, like I say, speak to you offline later on. Absolutely. Mike, Lauren, Richard, really appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Enjoy your work. Cheers, you too. Yeah, and you, mate. Thanks. Muchas gracias. Okay. Take care. <laughs> there we go. And Rob joining us there for the part of the show to get us going. <coughs> uh, just so you know, Rich, your microphone's not working. It's still not working. <laughs> Still not working. Still not working. Still not working. <laughs> but we will carry on talking about the offense then. All right, mate. Um, so, yeah, we was talking there about uh, Dalton Schultz. We've talked about Dak. Let's talk about Amari Cooper Um So he's, he's looking to go up against Dante Jackson. I know they've got CJ Henderson. But to me, I mean, the guy's literally packed a suitcase as of yesterday. And he's on his way to Carolina. And to he, say was, that... he was injured, he was injured last week as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before now, he's been disgruntled this season. So yes, he much, has, which is why they were happy to get rid of him. Yeah. Has it? Has he suddenly, um, you know, rubbed the magic sponge on his injury and he's, you know, he's ready <laughs> to go? But um, Carolina actually have him as a on the third string at the moment on the on their um, depth chart. Obviously, that's because he'll need to pick up some of the. Some of the lingo um, with yeah. regard to the the defensive system, um, and just see how he inter interacts with the new guy uh, with his new team. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, if he is carrying this injury, which if he if he's not got an injury, then certainly I would imagine that the NFL will be investigating that because there would be some concerns with that. Yeah, um, no, go, sorry, Lon, I'm I'm signaling. Yep. To, to I know you're trying to. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> one of the things I was looking at is that Amari at this stage, he's going to be up against Dante Jackson. And I was looking at this and I was like, wow, for me, although this is going to be for uh, looking at it, Zeke running through the A and B gaps, because zone running against this defense is not going to happen. It doesn't work, which is why I think 
Pollard is going to have a little bit of a quieter game, but Zeke could go off for 150 yards because down the middle, the yeah. A and the B gaps on this defense is it, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, enjoy that ride. Yeah. But one of the other things I noticed was Amari Cooper versus Dante Jackson. Now, uh, there's nothing wrong with him, but in terms of being able to have the strength and the speed to keep up with Amari Cooper, and bear in mind, I have no doubt they're going to overhang a safety to give him some safety help. But I think even then, Amari Cooper is going to have a big game here. Yeah, Lamb, I think he can get open too, but for me, it's going to be more Amari Cooper and Zeke down the middle. What do you feel on that? I, th- I think you're right. I mean, again, it's a case of, you know, how do Carolina pick up our weapons? I mean, you know, obviously C.D. Lamb had a storming game on Monday night there. Does that make them think, oh, well, wait, wait a minute. They didn't really use, I think, what was it, Amari only had three catches on Monday night. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, do, do you focus towards C.D. Lamb in this game? And then, obviously, you've got... Um, uh, you've got Amari who then becomes one on one, and then you know he he can score even the best cornerbacks a lot of the time. And you know he's yeah. he's, he's one of these, as he says, he, you know he wants to be the best wide receiver in the league. And in terms of his route running, he probably is one of the best. He just needs to have that consistency throughout the season. You know, you know one of the one of the knocks on Cooper is that when we're playing away from home he's he's maybe not showed up or there's you know the, the injuries have taken taken a hit and he's not managed to complete games uh, when we're on the road but he somehow manages to finish games when he's at home um now obviously we're at home this time so that it plays in our favor in in terms of that but um you, you, th- this offense has so many weapons now that um you know, it's just a case of Carolina can't go in thinking that they're only going to be able to go for one, two, or uh, take take one or two players out of the game. They've got to worry about everybody. Are we back with you, Rob? Depends if you can hear me or not. Hey. We can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I don't even know what was wrong. <laughs> Something, something Don't gremlin in the system. I don't know. Just power cycle it. Turn it off and on again. That's fine. <laughs> um, <sighs> back to answer DJ Dog, AJ Bouye. Yes, he is looking to come back for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that will be interesting. But I mean, I mean, geez, EJ Bouye, guy getting a bit long in the tooth. I don't know. What do you guys feel about? But I mean, because bear in mind that he's going to be up against CD Lamb over the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that too much. He's thirty-one. Um, thirty-one yeah. cornerback. Uh, two thousand and twenty. If I go to his stats in two twenty, um, he paid four hundred and ten snaps. Um, in that time, had. He allowed two touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 102.9. The year before was even worse. CD is kind of due that big game, if you know what I mean. You think he's going to go off again, do you? Well, he's had a bit of a slower start to the year than we thought from seeing him in camp. I don't know. He's leading the team in yards. Yeah, not like actually slow, but slower 
than we were expecting. I, I certainly was expecting maybe a few more deeper passes, a few more spectacular catches in the end zone. <laughs> I know we're only three games in, don't get me wrong, but mm. and I hate making any kind of deductions or anything like that before four games are played, like I said before. But I just the last two games, he's seemed a bit quieter than the first, and I'm... Yeah, that could be due to matchups. Like Rob was saying earlier, Kellamore is doing a really good job of targeting specific points, which yeah. is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, it, I, I just have a feeling it's something it's brewing with him, and when it comes, it's going to come in leaps and bounds. Um, and this it, may be it. <clears throat> I was going to say, but one of my favorite points last week. I don't know if you've seen the image because uh, you were saying Lamb on a deep pass. But I don't know mm. if you've seen it with uh, the game last week. I think it was about in the third quarter. And Dak threw a deep ball to Lamb. And there's an image that the ball is in mid-flight. And he, and Lamb's obviously turning around to look to locate the ball. And straight away, you've got Amari Cooper in the bottom corner of the pitch. And he's got both arms up cheering. And you're like, <laughs> he hasn't even caught the ball yet, knows. Amari. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that well routine that uh... you could see it coming. Um, the ball's going it, to land. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, the issue for me, and it, this is a good tester for Terrence Steele, is he's going to mm. be up against Hassan Reddick. Um, so, I mean, like, already, um, the, the guy's just, like, churning it out. Although Steele, since he started playing, he's only allowed four pressures, zero sacks, zero penalties. So he's doing really, really well. Really well. But Hassan yeah. Reddick... So if we just go to his 2020 stats before we start this year, last year, 56 pressures and 13 sacks. Already this year, he's on 13 sacks. Uh, sorry, 13, pre- 13 sacks. 13 <laughs> pressures and six, I imagine that, and six sacks. Now, obviously, don't forget, they did play the Jets in that time. The New Orleans Saints, that completely stalled in that game. They were just stuck in neutral as I was saying to Lorne, watching that one. And they also played the Houston Texans, who just have a, a, a very a very sad O-line. Um, and quarterback as well. And quarterback Ooh, situations there, yeah. But, I mean, you look <laughs> at the quarterback situations in each, that you can say in some regards, I know people don't like me saying this, but there's a lot to be said, is that uh, sacks are somewhat a quarterback start. I, I, I can argue with that. Some people point. don't like me to, but yeah, you can. Um, but that the, the biggest one for me is Hassan Reddick over there. And don't forget as well, they got Jeremy Chin, who I think he didn't, you know, stats will say a lot about Brian. Chin's, <laughs> about his season last year. But I don't, I think he played reasonably well for what he had to deal with. Um mm-hmm. Some could argue he could have been defensive rookie of the year. Um, I think he's a decent player. They, 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 uh, their defense is not bad. As we was talking when Rob Phillips was on, they've got this slanting defense. So it, it, in the middle of your offensive line, there's a lot of pressure there. And as we were just saying, Tyler Biarish is probably the weak point of that old line. So yeah. they really can just naturally, by the way they play, get that pressure. The edges, though, especially Hassan Reddick. That's where they can get their pressure. And this is a good tester for Town Steel and a good, you know, litmus test for us to say, oh, yeah, no, we do have something in Steel, yeah. 
um, or we go back to the drawing board. Um, but, I mean, a, a, apart from that, I think the only other good thing about this game is that we've seen it. Our um, players, uh, quarterbacks, rushing quarterbacks, because um, we've seen it with James Winston a little bit in that game, uh, is if you can get your quarterback, can become a mismatch by rushing uh, on this defense. Yep. So I, I think this could be a game where you're going to see it. But for me, mostly, for uh, it, me personally, I think Zeke's going to run for about 150 yards on this game if he sticks to down the middle, to the to the A and the B gaps. Don't go on your zone runs. If you're going to use Pollard, get him to try and run down the middle as opposed because Pollard's natural way of playing is he wants to play on the zone runs. Mm. I, I'm going to want to try and pull him in a bit to try and attack mm-hmm. the middle of that, that line. Yeah. So it'll be quite interesting to see where they go. You guys, though, got any other points to note on the Cowboys' offense before we move to the D? I, th- I think the one thing we... And we kind of talked about this with Rob. One of the things that you're seeing this year, a lot of defenses are having difficulties with tight ends. Um, tight ends go, getting open over the seams. Um, and I think that's you know if if it, if they are scheming against Cooper and the uh, Cooper and Lamb, um, and you know inside you got the pressure on Zeke. Um, I think obviously using the tight ends, we've got two very as we're saying we've got two great guys in both Jarwin and Schultz. So I mean that, again, it's probably a good game for these two guys to get open, and you know we'll we'll be advancing the ball down there now. You know, Kellen Moore has said that he's, you know, with this offense that we have, we can scheme it to whatever the defense is weakest at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no doubt that Moore's been looking at this the last couple of weeks. He's, you know, he's been getting, whether it's McAdoo or whoever's quality of control assistant for the offense, they've been doing the advanced scouting. They'll have everything. Kellen Moore will watch a couple of days worth of uh, game tapes, um, and you know he'll he'll come up with the plan. And I mean, you've got to be you've got to be impressed with Kellen Moore this year with what he's doing and scheming against everything. Um, yeah. So I I th- I, th- I think you know it may be that again you script the first ten plays, you see what Carolina are giving you, and then that's the the area that you focus on. And I think one of the things as well, you know, you talk about the Patriots when they were in their dynasty that, you know, they could they could have a different game plan for each quarter of the game. And I think we can have that as well, where you try doing something the first quarter, their defense then uh, schemes to, to block you on that in the second quarter and you come out doing something completely different. So yeah, this this is something that has to keep them on their toes. Carolina have the number one defense in the league, but as we said, look who they've been playing this, these three weeks. So, but you can only you can only develop the stats on the on the games that you're playing. And again, all of these games that Carolina have been in, they've generally they've been they haven't been as high scoring as um, us against Philadelphia, or you know, uh, Herbert was having to take the game on. Uh, for San Diego, Los Angeles. Hey. Um, I almost, <laughs> I no, that's money in the pot. That's money in the pot. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's going to oh. be some. It's going to be some Christmas meal. 
honestly. <laughs> or, 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 dra- or draft show when we get together for the draft show next year. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've got we've got the 30, 31st pass defense this year mm-hmm. at the moment. But if you look at how many how many times we've been controlling the ball. Um, and making their the opposition have to throw it and giving up, you know, um, yards that were given up in the middle of the field to let them wind the clock down, but you know, and not get out of bounds to to give them more time. So that's that's just a situ- that's just the situation we're in. But I mean, obviously we're opportunistic. We've got the best defense in the league in terms of takeaways. Um, so. Y- as we say, st- stats stats can be manipulated any way you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you can flip it the other way around and say the Cowboys' run defence is the fourth in the league. Well, that's because teams are throwing to try and keep up. So, you know, yeah. um, that, that's the other discounted part to it. Um, but, I mean, that that's the only other part I wanted to add with Cedric Wilson. Didn't have a bad game either. So he's mm. taken on the Michael Gallup role quite well, especially from the slot. Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to be Cedric Wilson versus Jeremy Chin. Uh, you know, if you're going to say Bouye, uh, AJ Bouye against Lamb, that's why I was saying earlier, Dante Jackson with Amari Cooper, that for me is going to be the spot where you can attack it because he's just not big enough uh, and he hasn't got the strength or the speed to keep up with Amari Cooper, especially when you think how efficient Cooper is with his route running. It's going to be difficult to try and keep up there. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, that's about that side of the ball. Um, I suppose let's check it over to the defence, have a bit of fun because this is where all the fun stuff's kicking in on defence. Okay, so very interesting that, like we say, we were speaking about Neville Gallimore and a few of the other defensive players. For me, Neville Gallimore, I think he's going to be at least one to two weeks away. Yeah. Would you guys say? Yeah. Although we yeah, can come, they are, yeah. Although we can come back, yeah. I think fitness and game wise, game fitness wise. Um, we was talking a bit earlier. What is funny about this is it's Micah Parsons. Versus an old friend of ours, Cam Irving. Mm-hmm, Time mm-hmm. to get some payback. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about Mike Parson from the defensive end position, guys. Um, I like it. What do you guys think? I do as well. I mean, there was a concern, obviously. There was a crackback yeah. crack block on Monday night where, you know, obviously he had to leave the field for a bit. Um, Winded. Got, got, Got winded a little. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a little bit scary, I suppose. But um, you know, watching the way that you know he he tackled uh, Jalen Hurts on that uh, QB option, um, mm-hmm. you know, he made it look like he was going to crash down at the running back. Um, you know, that sold it for um, Jalen Hurts to take the ball and try and do the run, and then obviously Parsons was savvy enough that he just peeled off his guy and Missouri take Hurts down. Um, at the moment, you know, at some point he probably is going to hit the rookie wall that we have. But, uh, you know, at the, at the same time, he's been, you know, this year that um, he didn't, uh, obviously didn't play last year, 
mm-hmm. maybe he's a lot maybe he's a lot fresher and he's you know he's going to be able to keep going but I mean my god he's got a motor on him he's got intelligence <laughs> on him as well he's you know ask him to do you know ask him to do this that and the other thing and he'll do it and you know that's that's a valuable weapon and as I was saying the other as I was saying the other day it's taking the pressure off guys like Van der Esch, Jalen Smith it's it's not asking them to do too much so consequently their play is actually improved I mean yeah. obviously we perhaps had a a low level of expectation for Jalen Smith but I think Jalen Smith did very well with that sort of spy um, role that role. we're asking yeah, yeah, him to yeah. do you know the the number of two yard, three yard runs that Jalen Hurts had or uh, running backs had because Jalen Smith was meeting them at the line or taking them to the sideline and having them run out of bounds rather than taking a big hit. Um, You know, the the play of Parsons is just making the play of everybody else elevate it. And then you see the play of guys like Osa um, coming in, getting one one and a half sacks. Um, yeah, I think it was four, four or five pressures as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Hurts was running for his life. Mm. Uh, now, you can say what you want about Sam Darnold, but um, you know, one of the things about Darnold last year that was released is that when you're when you're playing under Adam Gase, the play that Adam Gase sends into the huddle is the play that you run. You were. Darnold was not being allowed to make audibles last year, and if yeah. he, if he did make an audible, he was going to get benched. So you know there was that fear that he wanted to, he wanted to stay on the field, um, you know. And obviously, you posted up the 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 stats last week about all these teams that once Adam Gase leaves, um, you know everybody seems to suddenly find gold at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> um, you know, and Darnold certainly this year is showing that you know he he did get a bad rap in New York, yeah. Um, and you know he's he's been efficient. He's he, again he's probably more of a bus driver than uh, um, you know the 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 Dak role. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know it, it, it's something we're definitely going to have to put the pressure on him again and. You know he's he's got the ability to move the ball, run run down the field, um, stretch stretch the defense with his legs as well. So you got to be, you maybe have a lesser need to put a spy on him, but um, you know you you do need to account for that ability as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because for me, the Panthers' weakness because they they got a lot, they got some dogs on that team. When you look at you know DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. It was CMC, Tuba Hubbard now. Um, you can't forget Tommy Tremble. He scored a touchdown last week. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, the weakness of this team is the O-line. It's their yeah. pass blocking. Um, so to me, it's going to be down. Because, you know, on the other side of the line, um, where, when you look at their offensive, uh, offensive line, so, you, you know, we're talking about that... Um, uh, that Parsons is going to be up against Camus. We all know what he is. That he's mm-hmm. going to give up. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm not even going to bother going there because that was a horrible day. That we know what Cam Irving is and we know that what Micah Parsons is. He's going to have fun. On the other side, we've got Randy Gregory, who's going against Tommy Tremble. 
at the tight end position, trying to block in there, which he cannot do. Last week, he gave up a strip sack uh, on one, on the side of the line. Luckily, they were able to recover it. On the other side, Cam even done just the same. Two fumbles in one game, both from their bookends. Um, but you've got um, Moten on the other side with Randy Gregory, Taylor Moten. And he's not too bad, but I think I still think I fancy my chances with Randy Gregory fan- against yeah. Moten. You fancy Gregory in that, definitely. The yeah. The the game so far has been very much touted as can Carolina keep up with Dallas, which is a fair assumption to make because you look at the game games that they've played, like you said before, and mm-hmm. the teams that they've played, um, they haven't been the best defenses, um, but they've managed to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. Now, and against obviously against the offenses they've played as well. Um, I actually think that this is going to be mainly a defensive one game. Is it is going to be the area where it wins? I think it's how how can Carolina's defense keep up with what Dallas's defense can do in terms of getting stops, getting the opposition off the field? Because I think there is a serious potential for Carolina to be able to keep up because of how they spread the ball out, how they're able to attack you in multiple ways. In many ways, this is going to be playing into a mirror with these teams in a lot of ways in, in terms of how everything is spread out. And a lot of ways that they'll want to use their tight ends is by gaining and, and attacking our weakness in terms of getting those dink and dunk middle over the top kind of yards, which is exactly where we're weak. So you'd expect mm-hmm. them to do that. And I'd expect them to keep moving the ball. Whether it gets to anything in the end zone is a different kettle of fish. But you'd imagine them to be able to potentially keep up the defensive side. I massively prefer our defense as opposed to theirs. I think that's where it's going to be won. Can their defense get Dallas off the field, maybe get some turnovers, as opposed to how Dallas is going to do it? Because Dallas has shown so far they are opportunistic. They can get the turnovers, and they've done them at really good times in games. They've gone out and done it at really the best times to put this team in a position to win in all three games. So even the one we lost in the first one. Yeah. So I think it's going to be decided more on the defensive side of things, how the two teams are going to, going to match up rather than the offense and i just gotta go to a question here about putting parsons that he's practicing at linebacker um just ask the question for you mark the answer i got back is we don't know they're not even telling us so that's dallas media team so they are keeping what they're using micah parsons as under a top secret umbrella right now and i love um, that so then i if, love that yeah they're not they're not telling the media team so whatever you hear him about how they're using them take it with a pinch of salt because uh they are literally keeping how they're rotating parsons and what they're using him as right now uh under lock and key so that's interesting uh i don't mind that so two of the things i was ticking as i was going along um, the other thing we did this week on Twitter is we posted a vote. Um, basically, does J. Ron Curse deserve more snaps and a bigger role? The three questions were, mm-hmm. uh, three answers were yes, no, and yes in capital letters, exclamation mark, as a starter. And it turned out that yes was 80% of the vote, and yes as a starter took 11%. So, curse right now, people want to give him more of a role. Bear in mind, this is a guy 
who is making in guaranteed money half a million. Yep. What a steal that would have been. So what I'm thinking, we've got a rookie tight end right now, Tommy Tremel, who's struggling over there. Curse as a tight end killer, eliminator, whatever you want to say, is absolutely brilliant at this role. I think this matchup, Curse and Tremble, I mean, this is nice. Because bear in mind, they just got rid, or they didn't get rid, they've traded their number one tight end. So they've got to somewhat have a good feeling about Tremble. But when you look at this particular matchup with Curse and Tremble, I think this is a key matchup. Uh, And funnily enough, DJ Dog put it that they do like to use their tie-ins, and he is quite Mm -hmm. right. Um, Neil, obviously, I don't know, because it doesn't look like he's going to be playing, but you put Curse out there over him, and they're really utilizing Curse all over the shop. If I get you his snap, uh, like how he's utilized by snap in different positions, (laughs) it's absolutely crazy. So they're using him... Um, obviously, as the overhang, um, which is quite obvious. So, D-line. So, if you look at D-line and slot corner, so really that's your overhang for the tight end. 19 snaps. This is last week. Uh, as a box safety, 24 snaps. That's fine. Out wide, three snaps. And then as a safety, eight. So they really using him all over the place, trying to put him into position um, in the right spot. But as the overhang is that tight end killer, you can see, I mean, like he's right there. Like when you think that there's 19, 21, 22 snaps as the overhang tight end killer, 24 in the box. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen that Dallas have used three safeties in some formations as well. So uh, yeah. having, Hook, having Hooker, Casey and Curse on the field um, and all of these guys are probably interchangeable parts where, you know, you can mm-hmm. ask them to come up and cover a tight end as well. So, um, you know, it, it again, it's a level of uncertainty for the opposition um, and you know, that's again, that's maybe a lot of the penalties that we've drawn, the illegal shifts um, that their offense have been doing because they've been trying to get a little bit of motion and the guy's not set in time. Um, you know, it's maybe trying to see, trying to get Dallas to play what their hand is when they're playing defense. Um, you know, by, by bringing in motion, you know, is it a zone? Is it who, who's going to be covering so-and-so and what have you? And you know, because you've got all these guys, we can we can rotate this the secondary. It's you know it, again, it's something for them to consider, and you know, it's a level of uncertainty for that quarterback who needs to make his reads within three seconds or whatever. Yeah, and here's a good one. I I, I wrote down and I forgot to mention it, and it doesn't come up on the stat sheet. Is and when you think about who Randy Gregory is going up against, right? Uh, in this particular game, something that doesn't come up in the stat sheet is holding calls. And Randy mm-hmm. Gregory, last week, he had three holding calls against him. And we've talked yeah. about this on this show before, that one of the, the little niches in uh, a defensive end, especially in pass rushing, is getting offensive linemen to hold you. 
and yep. getting those penalties called against you. It's a, it's a very nifty little part of the game that people don't really ever think about. And it it's is. It's a big part of the game. It's not that, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't yeah, come up on any stat sheet. Exactly. It doesn't end up in the box score, but it is a big thing. It's it's the same, yeah. same sort of thing with pressures. You don't always have to have a sack to have an impact on the quarterback and on the offensive Just line and on the game as a whole. It. Exactly. If you can get them and you can get an offensive lineman feel like he's getting beat, he's going to hold to stop you getting to the quarterback. And it's probably going to get caught. Because, like Rob said earlier, that's a lot. There's a lot of things out there that officials yeah. will, can, and will call holding on, whether it's actually yeah. holding or not. If you can make a guy even look like he's beat or feel like he's going to get beat, he'll probably hold you, especially when you get later on in the game, people start getting tired. You can do that. You, you really are having a recipe for success because then you're putting the back 10 yards straight off the bat. And, yeah, and you mean, can get... Go on, sorry. Yeah, one of, the, one of the things I can remember um, from the sort of NFL films videos that were available in the 80s, you yeah. know, was, was an interview with Art Shell and Art Shell saying that, you know, you can come back from second and 10, but you can't come back from your quarterback lying on a hospital stretcher mm-hmm. and being, being taken off the field. So, you yeah. know, if I feel I'm losing my man, I'd, I have to admit, when I was playing offensive line as well, if if you felt that you were losing it, that's when you grabbed hold and you... You try and hook. You, know, yeah. you, you, you protect. Hope that, you hope that you weren't going to get called for it. But, you know, nine times out of it, there's holding on every play. It's just whether the oh, guy's yeah. actually... Whether yeah. you can sell it. And, it's and, an art. And, it is yeah. an art it, form. Yeah. It is. Uh, and, like... It even happened for the Panthers in the last game with Cam Irving, funnily enough, <laughs> going back there. <laughs> that, Cam, that Sam Darnold went on, like I think it was like a 44-yard run, and it got called back because Cam Irving got caught on holding. And they're the sort of games, because like instead of it being first and 10, 44 yards down the field, you're now second and, you know, because it's a 10, 15-yard backwards. Yeah. It's now like you know, second and 15, second and 20, whatever you're up against, because you've yep. gone now backwards and it, it, it's debilitating. And to me, a defensive ends, especially Randy Gregory is really good at it. He will get plays to hold and it'll eliminate, mm-hmm. it'll eliminate touchdowns, which has happened with the yeah. Cowboys. It's it happened exactly. in the Chargers game. The Chargers game had a, um, I think it, was it LVE? Was it Leighton Van Der Esch? I'm pretty certain it yeah. was. He yeah, had a holding call against him. He basically ended up sitting down in the backfield because the the guy had basically t- tackled him to the ground, was lying on top of him, then yeah. got up, and the LVE's just sort of sitting there going, come on, call the flag, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, and, you know, because they're the sort of plays that, that will uh, get – Get games flowing in the right direction for you, and yeah, um, Jalen free, Jalen jumping on tackles. We know what that's about. Fair enough, whatever. Um, I think Paul mentioned it, and he was like, "Look, it counts as an assisted tackle." Um, but we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there because I know this will start arguments and all the rest of it. Um, but for you guys, key matchups for me. Um, I think Curse is a key matchup. Can't ignore Trayvon Diggs. He's going to be up against uh, DJ Moore. Uh, believe it or not, DJ Moore leads the league in uh, passes and receptions of 20 yards or more with six. 
that guy just knows how to get open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, but- sorry. Uh, September's NFC Defensive Player of the Month, Trayvon Diggs, I should add. Thank you for (laughs) using his full title. (laughs) That is his full title. Um, So, yeah. um, There we go. He's answered the question, Horace. Yes, it was LVE. Thank you very much, DJ Dog. UK Cowboys uh, TV royalty right there. You can't discount uh, Anderson, though. Um, Robbie Anderson I mean, is a sneaky one, and I mean he's he's been a cowboy killer, you know, when he was with the with the Jets and yeah. he caught with Donald on that ninety-two yard um, passing play, and that was that was a Marinelli defense. That wasn't even we can't even blame that on Mike Nolan last, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you certainly can't certainly let, can't discredit him. Let's then, before I get your your final score predictions, let's just finish off, though, by talking about Trayvon Diggs. Is Trayvon Diggs now an elite cornerback, or do you need to see more? We're three games in. I need to see more. You need to he's see making more. A good, he's making a good argument. He's on the right trajectory. But for me, it's too early. What about yeah, you, Yeah, I mean... Uh, just the fact that obviously we haven't had a cornerback have back to back or back to back to back interceptions since 1985, um, mm. which was obviously Everson Walls. Um, but I mean, at the same time, there are plays where you know we're we're giving up. Uh, he's given up yardage, um, you know. So he he still needs to refine his game a little bit more. Um, learn that even in the breakdown that you know he's he's still got to keep track of the man that he's covering as well. So that obviously I know he said that he didn't expect Herbert to make the pass um, to Keenan Allen in the Chargers. It was game. a laser. Yeah, it was. But um, you know you 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 still got to be able to account for that. But uh, the trajectory is on the up and. You know, he has the potential to be, uh, uh, you know, just the fact that he's going against his brother during the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he has a wide receiver mentality that you know he knows what wide receivers are looking to do probably better than most cornerbacks do. Um, you know, that's that's got to be something in his arsenal for for covering these guys. And yeah. um, you know, I I can quite see him being. The, the next sort of shutdown corner. Um, Could be. Yeah, but I think he, I don't think he's there yet, and I don't want to say he's, he's there yet, so that, you know... And jinx it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think all the hallmarkings are there. He's, he's going in the right direction. Uh, the sort of things are, um, like, on third down, they're always the ones that frustrate me. That he does all that hard work and on third down. But then, you know, he's played against two very good quarterbacks on third down that know how to utilize and, and get that third down. So I'm, I, I, like you say, at this stage, I'm not going to hold it against him or for him. Let's just get at least halfway into the season and we'll see where we're going and what we've got. Yeah. But I think the trajectory right now for Diggs is very good. Um, I can see jersey sales going up through the roof. And by the way, Yep. He is the first Dallas Cowboys 
defensive player to have NFC Defensive Player of the Month since 2007 to Marcus Way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, so, like you said, all the hallmarks are there. You're doing good, kid. Just keep doing it. Keep doing what yes. you're doing. You'll get there. Yeah. So, let's get some score predictions. Everyone at home as well. Score predictions from you guys. Then we'll move on to the fantasy section, one of my favorite sections. Uh, oh, I need to do the fantasy scores from last week. So, I'll do the two tomorrow at the same time. I will be drinking beer and whiskey at the same time. So, ignore the spelling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this particular game. I've got Zeke running for more than 100, 120 yards minimum. I've got Zeke on, right? Amari Cooper's having a 100-yard game. So, I'm going to go Cowboys 38, Panthers 21. I'm, I'm going Cowboys 34, oh. uh, pa- Panthers 17. Oh, okay, okay. Cowboys 34, Panthers 24. Mm, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, interesting. Uh, but keep sending them in, guys. We're going to move on to the. Uh, oh, look who's decided to join us. It's all Austin Powers. Good to see you again, pal. And he's given us his score predictions. He's gone for a bit of a closer game. He's going for 17 10. A feisty battle going on over there. Mm. Um, So let's move on to the fantasy section. We're going to wrap the show up. All right, guys, this is all to play for still. Uh, I will do the scores from last week. Like I say, I'll do that tomorrow. You can answer and play along with us now, but the post will be up tomorrow. Um, so, <laughs> uh, sorry, laughing at Austin Powell's comment. Should we play digs at wide receiver? <laughs> um, it's always an option if we lost like all of our wide receivers. Yeah. So, it, yeah, okay. it would, that would be like a playing Parsons <laughs> at defensive end kind of situation. Or playing Connor McGovern yeah. at fullback. Back and giving him a ball. Go run that thing in. <laughs> go by go. <laughs> I should have should have put more money with Rob Phillips on, shouldn't I? Damn it. Yeah. But it's very, very simple, guys. All we do is we give you the fantasy scores. You just say high roller where these guys are gonna say uh boy oh boy for more or oh boy for less. Uh post will be up tomorrow. Simply just put your answers in higher or lower. Uh, you're in with then a chance to win a uh, piece of Cowboys merch that we have available for you. Ready? I should put it in the background on a shelf somewhere. So that it's would probably here. be a good idea. I will find out if I'm allowed to put a nail in the wall. Um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. Uh, uh, so, uh, but mind you, saying that this flag, sorry, this flag is going to be going on on a holiday to get some signatures on it. Oh, there you go. So, so someone's, yeah. someone's got so to gotta, replace it. We've got to have a gap there for the yeah. UK Cowboys flag. So, I'll yeah. Um, but, guys, yeah, play along at home. Really easy. It's a free competition. doesn't matter where in the world you live. We will post it and send it off to you. Um, so here we go then. All right, guys. Dak. And I'm going to go Lawn first on this one. 20 fantasy points. So is that boy, oh, boy, or oh, boy? Oh, boy, oh, boy, I think. All right, hold on, Lorne. Rich. Right, okay, Rich, 20 fantasy points for Dak. 
given the prediction I gave earlier, I'm going to say, but um, yeah, boy oh boy, boy oh boy. There we go. All right, Zeke, fourteen fantasy points. Ooh, we got some predictions coming in here. A lot of people going by, oh, Benny, I like that he's not saying higher or lower. He's using the terminology, the UK Cowboys Good terminology. Man. That's a double win, that is. <laughs> Bonus <laughs> point. Bonus points. Let's get some fantasy going on here. Oh, oh no, Austin, we're pressing the wrong button. Austin Powers doesn't think that's going to do that. Uh, I can see why. I can see why. He's going off my premise of Zeke running the ball, but he's going oh boy, so that's all right. So Zeke is a boy oh boy as well over here, uh, coming from the comments from Benny. But Lorne, what are we going? 14 fantasy points for Zeke. I think I think if he's going to get 100, 100 plus yards and I'm saying touchdown, that. I, I, think that's, I think that's boy oh boy. All right, Rich. I'm going to go crazy and say, oh boy. There's no harm in going crazy. Do you know, I I might try and do it. I'll do it at the end of the season. I'll do it. I'll keep, I'll keep everybody's scores, like our scores. I'll keep them secret. Just the people who are joining in, in the competition, I'll make public so we can keep a leaderboard going. All right, then. Next one, I, I'm, I know I'm babbling, sorry. C.D. Lamb, 16 fantasy points. Is that boy, oh boy, or oh boy? I'm going to go, I think I think this is an Amari game, so I'm going to go, <clears throat> oh boy, for, for C.D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh boy. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. Here we are. All right. Amari Cooper, 15 fantasy points. Boy, I, boy. I, I, really, boy. I really I really like, like I like the matchup too. A lot of people agreeing with you guys. Oh, we got a CD lamb for an oh boy. Okay. I'm waiting for you to say something or ask for a specific player. Well, Coop's on 15. Are you going oh boy or boy oh boy? Lorne? I'm going boy oh boy. Going boy oh boy. Boy oh boy. All right then. Ooh, look at all of these coming in. I said oh boy on CD if if you're mixing me up on that one. (laughs) No, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Oh boy. No, I got you on that one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Right on boy. Yeah, right. This one. Okay. Um, I will do. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> ha, it's not just me. <laughs> oh, this is the Sky's, We can say whatever the heck Sky's we want. Gone down in Wales again, is it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's not. I'm like 20, like 10, 15 minutes down the road from him. I, I don't know. Don't worry, back? I'm, oh. back, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I mean, yay. Somebody's streaming upstairs. God damn you. See what oh, happens? No, I had a lo- I I had a lovely <laughs> office. Remember my lovely little office with everything. Ah, mm. uh, now look at it. Now I'm stuck here. Wi Fi don't work so well. Washing machines on. Not no place to work. Oh, that this, reminds it, me, eh? man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Right, okay, guys. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Right. Uh. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm back. Oh, I like this one. This is my favorite. 
very clever, Austin. I very think you're stealing. Like <laughs> 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 All right, Sam Darnold, sixteen fantasy points. Is that a boy, oh boy, or an oh boy? I think I you've think... got to say boy, oh boy. I'm going to go oh boy because I think yeah. our defense, our our defense is going to get takeaways again. Mm-hmm. Fair point. And. And here's a little fact for you. Sam Darnold has at least one fumble in every game this season, at minimum. That's the kind of stat I like that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Analytics. <laughs> Analytics. Oh. What are we doing here? Right, okay. We got, we got some old boys on the Sam Darnold. Um, so, oh, here's a good point. Yeah, CMC. So, yeah. One less guy, and we did say with uh, you watched last week's game. CMC went out. The play action pass and the RPOs went off the table. It was it was yep. done. It was a done deal. And I think you know, okay, um, see, how that, but that works in Cowboys' favour because like one of the big weaknesses is the play action pass because they they just like oversell completely for it. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on. Chuba Hubbard, uh, ex-Oklahoma State running back, did have a really good season, uh, not in his final year, the year before. Um, 11 fantasy points. For mm. Hubba Bubba. Mm. Yes. Hubba Bubba. For the Hubba Bubba Bubba Bubba. I will, I will I... tell you off air as well about why Chuba Hubbard had a bad last year. Right. I can't talk about I, it on air. I'm going to mm-hmm. go. I'm going to push on that one. I think. Mm, you going for a push, Rich? What was the points again? Uh, Eleven. Mm, oh boy. Okay. Oh boy. I really can't. <laughs> it, it would get us cancelled. <laughs> Austin, tell us on it. No. 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 <laughs> It's a very touchy subject for the time of year that it happened. Let's not we'll go leave it there. At, we'll leave it at that. All right. DJ Moore, 16 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy, or oh boy? Mm, I think he'll be a bright spot for them, so I'll go boy, oh boy on that one. Yes. Mm. He has a way of finding open, especially on the scramble drill. How you watch it, and, and like you know, if you watch a highlight reel, you're just like he's just standing all on his own in the middle of the field at intermediate depth, and you're just like, how is this possible? Udini, Udini is his way through. Um, it's it's got to be boy oh boy. Oh, although good point, DJ. You, Benny's going oh boy because um, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting that one. Yeah. I think. Diggs will Diggs do shutting a him good down. job, but I don't think he's going to get him all the time. Do you put Kazee over the top? Yeah, yeah, but Give then him he's shadow still him. got room to room to make catches. All right, all right. The last one then, Robbie Anderson, eleven fantasy points. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. 
You are loving this way too much. Uh, I do. Like, it is one of my favorite soldier sections. And yes, uh, more UK Cowboys royalty. More UK Cowboys royalty. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh. Let's see. Um, I'll, go, I'll go. Oh boy, on that one. Uh, I think we'll keep. I think we'll keep Anderson in check. Okay. Oh yeah, we got a few old boys on Robbie Anderson. I'm going to say oh boy because I want it to be oh boy because that means things are going well. You can be it if you want it to. <laughs> I could be that guy. Yeah. One thing I Just, would say in yeah. that you haven't mentioned is that mm. I think our tight end will have a very good game. I do too. The tight end will. Very good game. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out on top in terms of yards in this one. Yeah. The answer to that is yes. We have one of us from the team going out there this year. The plans are... uh, Yeah, for more than one game. The plan is hopefully, Austin, next year we should all be out there. And a year after is a very big surprise if it all comes off, it, it, I think it will. I think what we have planned for 2023, as big as it is, by the sounds of things, it will all come together nicely. Um, so, yes. But there's also, as well, college coming to Ireland. So we're looking forward to that as well. Um, yep. But, guys, that is this week's uh, episode on the, the pre-game show. As I say, the fantasy segment for you guys, um, yes, uh, will be um, possible. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Yes, the fantasy section will be up tomorrow. I'll put last week's scores on. I am going to get there. I'm floating about, man. My back teeth are floating, aren't they? Oh, um, but, yeah, it, it will all be there. Um, we will, as well, I need to add this. Virtual tailgate party will be on as well this week. Sunday, around about 5 o'clock, we'll get things going on there. So come and join us. Grab a beer, hot wings. Um, don't show Rich the hot wings. He gets all upset. Um, I like hot wings. I just don't <laughs> like that our local hot wing joint has now gone. That It's gone to Cardiff. That's when I cry. Yeah, exactly. It's gone. It's not too many. I can't <laughs> walk to it drunk. I mean, no, I'm never drunk. I can't walk to it, you know, normally. Yes. Sober. After having after having a beer. yeah, An adult drink beverage. Res- drink responsibly. Um, so yes, uh, there is that. The only other thing I need to add as well is pay the bills. Uh, Cowboys experience. If you're going to a game this year, especially <clears> now people from UK Cowboys can travel to the United States of America. Don't know why I said it like that, but I did. Uh, make sure you book your game day tickets, tailgate parties, stadium tours, all through Cowboys experience. And also make sure you use the discount code you get. Cowboys, and it's become so obvious to say this that there are even people at home oh. telling you why. <laughs> there it is. You got, you got to remember when you go when you go bucket, you don't want to go freeze up. You don't want to go Eagles defense on it. You want to use the code and get through stuff. Just get the free thing. It annoys me when people don't use the code. Like it kills puppies somewhere when people don't get free stuff. It annoys the shit out of me. What's quite funny is there was people asking if they could use the code after they booked. Like, oh, right, okay. 
No, 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 people. Nope. No, yeah. nope. no, 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 no. Use it before, not after. So I get why if you forgot and then you go back and ask. Um, props to you for trying. Don't ask, don't get. I think actually we are. You know? We might. If you're going to a Cowboys Experience tailgate party this week, we will be there. I forgot to will mention that. Yeah, we will. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I gotta speak to Baz about that tomorrow, so hey, you might see us at the tailgate party on a big screen. <laughs> Bring the hype! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, come on, <laughs> let's go. Uh, as Austin Power says, let's go. Uh, when we go in three and one, that will be obviously on Sunday. Oh, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned it before. It's all done in quarters, and I always say if your team is two and two. In the first quarter, although that doesn't make sense anymore because there's 17 games. But hey, there we go. Um, but the first quarter, if your team's two and two, you're in a good spot. And the Cowboys, obviously, um, you know, they could be going three and one, yeah, which is even better spot. I think, uh, if I remember that off the top of my head, 54% of teams that go three and one make it to the playoffs. Cowboys going <laughs> three and one. Let's be real. Cowboys going three and one. Yep. <laughs> um, so that should be fun um, And the only other one is We have uh, Just so you know And we're not going to London But we are planning to do a UK Cowboys meet At some point We're going to have to do it this year It needs to be done it needs to get sorted Talk to the Godfather and we'll get things sorted But for this week from UK Cowboys TV, from myself, that is Lorne, that is Rich. I'll let these guys take it off, and we'll speak to you over the weekend, guys. Stay safe and enjoy the big win. Okay, have a good week, guys. Um, I probably won't be here next week. I am going down to London, but um, I'm then driving down to Portsmouth. My scuzzy, scuzzy little brother has decided to show us all up by having a 10th wedding <laughs> anniversary party. Um which has put me on the put me on the back foot with a wife. Um, so <laughs> never a good place to be. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So, we'll uh, we'll guys. leave you there. Let's go, we'll Cowboys. There, guys. Let's end this. <laughs> Get the dub.